0: Welcome to the Front Port Sports Radio Hour.
1: Good Friday afternoon and welcome into the Front Port Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined here in the studio by Coach Mike. is on the board and good afternoon to you, Mike.
2: Good afternoon.
1: It is Friday Cinco de Mayo, and uh, and believe it or not, I, I've got a very good friend of mine who is uh, Mexican, obviously Latino, and he just kind of said, "You know, this whole Cinco de Mayo thing was kind of made up by you white people." <laughs> I'm just saying, but it's not. The Cinco de Mayo is is not a recognized mexican holiday for anything to be honest with you
2: honestly i i'm trying to remember when i read when i read something i think it goes back down even goes even into south america more so than mexico Mexico. okay Uh, but we still drink margaritas and we go
1: to my and flood the mexican restaurant
2: on on may 5th there was some big battle that happened that was a deciding factor
1: okay my little sister's birthday is today so happy birthday so uh, sarah of course the the
2: running joke we had was that some big ship carrying hellman's mayonnaise got (laughs) torpedoed (laughs) and they sunk into mayo you know (laughs) you know i'm
1: more up for that that that's the old
2: that's the old dad in me right there because
1: (laughs) my buddy paul he's just like i I don't want to
2: I don't know what – we don't know what Cinco de Mayo
1: is. you got to tell us. And I said, well, I, well, I don't know. Is it? I mean, we need, just a good – just like we need a reason to go out and drink say, tequila reason, and, yeah. and
2: margaritas and eat Mexican yeah, food. Yeah, and, yeah, well, the Irish have St. Patrick's Day. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, everybody – has Cinco de Mayo. Sure. Yeah, we, <laughs> we have Fourth of July. There
1: you go. I mean, every nationality needs something to celebrate. However, I think we have to clue in the the Mexican – yeah. People from Mexico, what, what, what is that? What are we what celebrating? Is, well, there's, they are supposed to be celebrating
2: because I don't think we know. Um, well, all I know I, is the Mexican restaurants start <laughs> – all they see is cash rangers. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. And and load up on, on uh, extra tequila uh, for that weekend or, or for that date. Um, but it is May 5th, and uh, it is Friday, and uh, – the first Friday of the month. Now, is downtown Columbia still doing first Fridays? Is that as far as I know? Did so and I'm not be, familiar with night. what their schedule is. Do they take off a certain amount of time on first Fridays? Or
2: do you know? Uh, uh, I, as, as far as I uh, as far as I know, it's every, <coughs> well, downtown it's every Friday, okay, uh, every first Friday, uh, they basically merchants and and some of the people that come in, you know, put put stands out on the front on the front walk and okay. stay open. You know, they. It runs typically from about five to eight. Okay,
1: so if eight. anybody's not familiar with what Mike and I are talking about, Columbia downtown, the merchants of downtown Columbia all get together and they uh, coordinate uh, uh, staying open probably a little later than normal uh, into the evening, early evening hours, like Mike said, five to eight, uh, and they offer up beverages or water or adult beverages, whatever. Yeah,
2: a lot of special interest groups are out uh, out and about during those times, and and, okay. that, and that a lot of that's seasonal. And,
1: and then you'll see food trucks and and yeah. everything else. Food so
2: trucks it's, will come in. They'll have a certain area they can sure. go to. And this
1: all goes on on downtown Columbia, around the square, around the courthouse. In case in case people are listening to us yeah. that aren't familiar with what First Friday is, which will be tonight.
2: Yeah, and there are also a couple of the spur streets that come off of it. You know, right. They, they're starting to expand down those streets okay. a little bit. Okay. And and it's a so, you know
1: and there's quite a few people out there and join the evening and it's going to be a little cooler this evening and even, it's, even, even might, might have a few sprinkles. I don't know. So you might want to uh, bring pretty, a, bring a, a coat good, and maybe a, it's, something it's a water mean, resistant
2: community outing, you know, just everybody kind of gets sure. out and walks get around it. and says hi to each other. I get it. And, I
1: get it. And, 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 store, and uh, and, stuff. and like I said, the lo- local small businesses that are on the square and, and sh- on the offshoot roads of coming off of the square, um, Are involved in First Friday and kind of get get a little bit more exposure that way, and uh, do a little bit maybe do a little business, you know, business. Yeah. So, uh, so it it
2: is a neat thing. Yeah, it's a good community gathering. Yes,
1: absolutely. Um, So let's see. Uh, A lot going on in Louisville, Kentucky this weekend. This is the uh, Running for the Roses, the Kentucky Derby, the most exciting. Two minutes in sports is what they is what they uh, tagged that as.
2: Yeah, in spite of the uh, eight hours that lead up to it. Right. And, um, and The race itself is pretty good, usually.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, so they've got a full slate of races today. I believe I was watching some earlier today, and it was, thir- I think, 13 races today. And the Oaks is run today. Um, uh, I think there's the 11th race on the card. Um, and then tomorrow, obviously – A derby day, a full slate of races leading up to the Kentucky Derby. That will, I think post time was, I want to say 5.57, something like 5.57 Central Standard Time. I mean, it's it's really kind of crazy because it's, I mean, it's really kind of bordering on getting dark almost that time. You know what I mean? And I remember that there um, have been some races run where, They've had rain, clouds, and I'm telling you, they don't
2: stop it because of rain.
1: <laughs> no, they don't stop it because the light, of the rain. The lightning,
2: maybe, but they don't. But you, uh,
1: but but this this one Kentucky Derby. I mean, there were some dark clouds rolling in. It was raining. The truck, the track was really sloppy, and uh, of course, they ran the Kentucky Derby anyway. But because of the time of day and because of the overcastness of the dark clouds, I mean, they had the lights on it. It looked. I mean, it looked dark. I, I mean, you know, a, and they're out there running, you know.
2: I think there's been a couple of races where the fog may have settled in and they couldn't see the backstretch.
1: Yeah, I want to say that's when Ali Sheba won the – but I can't uh, – but for some reason it sticks in my mind that Ali Sheba won. Now, last night the Warriors won. They uh, they have tied up that series 1-1 against the Lakers as they beat the Lakers 127-100. to Um, And so that series is tied at two. Tonight in the NBA, the Celtics uh, will travel to the 76ers, and that series is tied 1-1 as the Celtics are a favorite at the 76ers, a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, In the Western Conference of the NBA, the number one seed Denver Nuggets – are 2-0 in the series against the Suns. So the Suns, uh, with Kevin Durant, are going to have to pick it up and start playing some ball as they travel back to Phoenix tonight, down 0-2 in the series in the second game uh, on the card tonight. That starts at 9 o'clock. And the Suns are four-and-a-half point favorite in that game. Now, uh, in the NHL, the New Jersey Devils are – playing at the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, and the Devils are down one game, zero to one, or lost the first game, excuse me, of that series. And uh, they have to travel to the Carolina Hurricanes tonight. That game is at 7 o'clock in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Now, um, okay, on the – you know, we, we talked about this yesterday. And in the states of Ohio and New Jersey – um, and you know, sports gambling is now prevalent pretty much all over the United States. I mean, we're not, you know, there, there are pockets in some States that will hold out and hold out and hold out in the name of God or, you know, sin not sinning or whatever the deal is I, you know, who knows. But anyway, States like Alabama will probably never, <laughs> never, uh, fall victim according to them to the sins of gambling and. So forth, but it looks like their head foot head basketball uh, head baseball coach. Get it here I'll, in a <laughs> I'll go through the sports till we get him. Their head uh, baseball coach, Bohannon. Uh, he's been the head head. He's been the manager of the University of Alabama baseball team for the last six seasons. He's got himself in into some hot water, and he's been fired by the University of Alabama, and. The reason I bring him up in baseball and Alabama and gambling is because, like I said yesterday, Ohio and New Jersey and I'm I'm sure other sports gambling uh, institutions across the country have taken Alabama off of their uh, off of their sheet that you can place a bet on. Now, um, there's been some developments in that, and I read it before we went on the air, went over it, but it seems to, as though the coach for Alabama, they were going to play LSU. Make sure I get this right, Mike. Okay. okay, They're going to play LSU, right? And LSU's number one team in the country. Well, not long before the first pitch against LSU, a gentleman walks in a sports book and Ohio and places a rather large bet on LSU, which, you know, raises the raises a red flag. If anytime you walk in and carry a briefcase full of money into a sports book and throw it up on the up on the ticket counter and say, I want to put this on the LSU Tigers against Alabama, the guy running the sports book at on that shift, the main manager
2: or whoever he is supervisor yeah
1: yeah he's you know his ears perk up he says hang on a minute let me what's." so first thing he's gonna do is go check and see what's going on with the line or the odds on the Alabama LSU game well the thing about it was the guy that placed the bet used to be a coach with the head coach of University of Alabama they are Related through coaching baseball is that, is that it,
2: but it's in summer in travel ball. It's not connected to the university. Okay,
1: but but the guy, but but their travel ball association right. with with each they, other they as were, coaches, right? right. The Alabama coach and this coach in travel ball coach in mm-hmm. Ohio that's making the bet on LSU on the on the afternoon or evening right before the LSU Alabama game starts, and guess what? Alabama's best pitcher is scratched from starting that game and they put in a guy that hadn't thrown a pitch in over or a live pitch in over a month.
2: Yeah, that's that that again seems now we said something yesterday about it, something being out of place or something, that
1: being right? Out of and, and we There's, were, we were, we were wondering, well, it's players, because we didn't have a yeah. lot of information. We were just guessing. We were just talking sports talk radio, uh, conspiracy, se- conspiracy theory type stuff, which everyone knows a lot about uh, in these parts. But you know, we thought it might be. A player, a catcher. Uh, uh, we didn't. Yeah. Know, well, we had thought it might have been some kids, some college kids that that got involved with the wrong people and decided, to, or, or mm. uh, cooked up some crazy scheme to make a lot of money. We didn't know what it was. The last thing we probably thought it was was the head. Was the yeah, was, was the, the head coach. coach? But it is obviously the head coach. He has been released uh, of his duties at the university of Alabama after six seasons, like I said, and I'm sure there will be other,
2: I was going to say, there's probably going to be some other stuff and it was done very, very quickly. I mean, once, once this came out, uh, Alabama did not waste any time making their moves. So evidently the, the, the evidence is pretty strong towards the fact that he, he was involved in this. And, uh, you know, his pitcher, his best pitcher getting ready to face the number one team and um you know, granted Alabama's not having a great year, but they you know, as they demonstrated last night, uh they've got the capabilities of winning against high level competition. But he scratches his best pitcher with the the given reason was back spasms, which Sometimes pitchers have, you know, that, that does happen to pitchers occasionally and, and stuff, and it's not something you can see. It's not like you can see a cast or a Band-Aid on somebody's arm or, or, or something like that or swelling, you know. It, it's not something that can be seen, and you kind of have to go on the word of whoever's making the report. So it's, it's easy to, I guess, create that situation. Um the the fact that the timing that it was so late, and this guy plays such a big bet, uh, and I don't know what the what the uh, what the details of the bet were because I, I would assume with the year Alabama's having, they're playing LSU even with their best pitcher, LSU stands a pretty good chance of winning that game.
1: Yeah, they broke out to an eight to one lead and then and only ended up winning eight to six. So I would assume. I would assume whoever oh, yeah, whoever's yeah. money, big money was placed on LSU, probably got a little little a worried little nervous there when there. it got within from a seven yeah. run lead early on to a two run lead late in the ninth and inning.
2: To, uh, to their credit, you know that kind of indicates to the player, you know, to, that the players weren't involved. They're were playing their hearts out, right? right. Know, they're they're playing everything they can do, and they're finding ways to to be successful out well, there on the field and. Right, Brad close to it.
1: Brad Bohannon is the coach's name and it and according to Action Sports here um Bohannon was on the phone with the with 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 the former coach, right? Whose identity has not been disclosed. Um when a decision to scratch the team's best pitcher was made before a contest on April 28th. Um so that was last week. Yeah. Um, Alabama sophomore Luke Holman, who led the team's starters in strikeouts and ERA, was sidelined a few hours before the game with what the team said was a back injury. Uh, instead, reliever Hagen Banks was slotted in, in to face the number one team of the country, being LSU, and Banks hadn't started a game in over a month. Um, You know, and the the article goes on and says while there are normally limits on college baseball games, usually in around the $500 range, those limits are ordinarily confined to online sports betting. But you walk up in person in cash and talk to the supervisor on board or whoever's working uh, the ticket window in person, they can call the main guys and say, hey, I've got a $25,000, Twenty-five thousand dollar. A guy's got twenty-five thousand in cash. He wants to bet on LSU. You know, on the money line at minus two fifty or minus two forty-five. So, in order to win uh, twenty-five thousand dollars, in order to win ten thousand dollars, you would have to risk basically twenty-five thousand dollars to win ten. But obviously, uh, after having talked to the head coach of the University of Alabama this individual gets the idea it's a pretty, that it's a it's a safe pretty bet. good pretty good safe bet
2: uh, yeah and and, uh, and it appears that the Alabama coach made it a safer bet by starting a guy that was at the best at best out of you know not nearly as sharp as he could be because he hadn't thrown in a month sure and then and he, and he pulls he pulls his best pitcher
1: right and uh, we don't and we don't know at what point what point uh mr banks who hasn't started in a month of course they jump out to a Eight to one yeah. lead early, he might have been. He might have been pulled. He might have been left in. Do you, Do you yeah. see what I'm saying? Oh, I mean, there's all kinds of things. So that I'm sure that game is going to be dark. scrutinized yeah. and looked over, and uh,
2: and it's probably not just that one game. I'm sure there's some other things that they're going to start looking at in other games and other the other moves that the coaches make.
1: And the first thing that will set the alarms off is – the first thing that will set the alarms off in that situation is the amount of money, money. bet and on at, that certain team. And, and if what, it I, happens in a, you know, in, in kind of a, a planned and organized way, game at week after week or whatever the deal is, they'll start to look for a pattern of betting on or against now, Alabama
2: – you, you said and that the Ohio and Illinois was it Ohio and Illinois, New Jersey, New Jersey that took that took took them off, Were the bets placed up there?
1: Yeah, well, the the bet was placed in Ohio.
2: See, and so, right, there, so we right talked right about after, the monitoring, we talked about the monitoring. Yeah, the game was played where, uh, at Tuscaloosa. I or, guess it was in. I, I well, guess. it's either that or. Uh, I LSU. guess it was in Tuscaloosa. So it's that's still a, you know that's still half a country away. <laughs> so, so how and closely all, that's monitored? So
1: after the game, the U.S. Integrity, an independent firm focused on monitoring insider information and, refer- and referee compliance in betting markets, reported to its partner Sportsbooks in, peculiar- in the peculiar betting activity. And on that information, the Ohio Casino Control Commission halted betting on the University of Alabama baseball games. Uh, now they're now conducting an investigation and they're asking a cooperation with all sports books and whether they got across the country cuz you know you could get you could get five or six different people go in and put 5 or 10,000 dollars a piece down on it and maybe not maybe not raise too much of a yeah. of a red flag there pardon the pun but not raise too much of of, of a concern but as opposed to one person going in and laying down seventy five thousand on it, right? So, okay, we're up against our first break. This is the Frontport Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake with Coach Mike, and we'll be back in uh, three or four minutes.
0: This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7 We'll i right
3: Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're
7: listening to the best radio in Middle Tennessee, 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia.
1: Mm, yeah. Welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, and I am joined in the studio... By my good friend Coach Mike, and he's on the board and handling the tunes and bringing us in and out from commercial breaks and <laughs> stuff I don't know any, anything about. So, thank, Some thank, people
2: would wonder if I knew anything about it. Thank the
1: good Lord that Mike is here to do all that stuff. So this is just not a kerfuffle, as they would say. Uh, okay, so let's see what's going on. What, I take, speaking of music, Ed, congratulates to Ed Sheeran. He won his copyright infringement case. Uh, he did not infringe upon uh, his song, Thinking Out Loud, and that came out in 2014, a big hit for Sheeran. Uh, did not infringe upon Marvin Gaye's song, Let's Get It On. Okay. So Mr. Sheeran will, does not have to pay out millions of dollars, unlike... Uh, Alan Thickson did on uh, blurred lines because he, uh, they said he, copyright infringed upon Marvin Gaye's. Uh, I can't remember which. I don't know if I don't
9: think. What is that? Yeah, you know,
1: I can't remember which Marvin Gaye song was very popular. Was one of Marvin Gaye's big hits. Yeah.
2: But what does they tell you about Marvin Gaye's music? I, I know it's awesome. Everybody wants to, everybody, everybody wants to, to copy. Line.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, anyway. Uh, I think uh, Mr. Thick had to pay out something like over seven million dollars. Wow! For, but I'm sure he made quite a bit more than that on his big hit, Blurred Lines. You know. Uh, but anyway, um, hey, let's talk about let's talk about what WKOM and 101.7 and their sister uh, signal 103.7 WKRM. R-M. I get that mixed up with WKRN yeah, yeah no. well, That's
2: a TV station. <laughs> yes.
1: that WKRM, 103.7 right. FM, and 1340 AM. Is that yes.
2: correct? Yes, the simulcast.
1: Okay. and uh, But what we're doing and what we're starting to do here at the station, and it's very exciting, and you can tell everybody you know, uh, this involves the Columbia Little League. And every Thursday night, there's going to be a Columbia Little League doubleheader broadcast on on 103.7 yeah. the sister station 103.7 so write that down Thursday nights little league doubleheader to if your grandparents great grandparents uncles cousins friends of the family cannot make it down the ballpark they could sit home on their on their internet and watch the actually watch the ball
2: Say it'll be live streamed and color commentated
1: we will WKOM is our supplying uh announcers color, co- color commentators.
2: Lou Maddox and Terry Wilcox, uh, okay. Willie Are are calling the game and then uh, And it will be it,
1: broadcast it, video broadcast over TennesseeSportsNet.com. You got to spell that all the way out,
2: folks. Yeah.
1: TennesseeSportsNet.com will be video it's beautiful yeah. reproduction of I mean the video is clear as a bell of a little league doubleheader on Thursday night here, out of right here in Columbia, broadcast from over the Murray County Park, Columbia Central High School, right behind the football stadium. Um,
2: and you can also pick it up on our on the station's Facebook
1: the uh, sta- On the uh, station WKOM Facebook right, page, Front
2: Porch Radio TN Okay, uh, and you can go in and look for the live look for the live feed there as well, and uh, uh, and it also will be put on the you know look at the podcast – and right. Columbia Little League, uh, under, titled under Columbia Little League, and you can go back and watch games that have already been played. I mean, and this so. is Little League,
1: folks. This is this, this these are these are the these are the little guys and girls that are out there running around. And normally, they to see to see that that exciting, riveting action, you would have to go to the ballpark,
2: right? But and now uh, you
1: can sit home
2: and listen to it on the radio. We That's are right. still broadcasting on the radio as we have been for four years now. And uh, also now we're adding the, the video component, and these, these are the same kids. These are the ones th- – this is the season that you work through that eventually teams end up in Williamsport playing in the college – There you college, go. Excuse me, in the Little League World Series. Uh, another programming note with our game of the week this week is going to be uh, Columbia Central Lady Lions softball in the District 12-4A district tournament being played at summit we uh, barry duke and i will be calling that game tonight tonight the tonight. first pitch is scheduled at five o'clock depending on permitting. the weather yeah weather, weather permitting. permitting uh and five o'clock uh, and then we will be following columbia central lady lions through the district tournament yeah they uh, got a pretty good team this year yes they, they do had they were they uh, ended up seated second in their in the district okay uh, off, off their season record uh, they are again playing Summit tonight, uh, five o'clock. This one, will, yeah, tonight will be on 101.7 as our game of the week, uh, front porch game of the week. Which is what if which we follow? Is the signal you're listening to right, right now. now. Okay. If uh, you know if they're successful and move on, uh, then uh, they will play again. I think the schedule says Monday. And and or Tuesday going on forward, we will be following them through the tournament, and those games will be played on Columbia Central's normal broadcast station, one hundred three point seven. The we, we've okay. been following Columbia Central uh, athletics yeah. for over seventy five years. Okay, and so we are going to make sure we, we get back to their station uh, and, and stuff. So uh, a lot of good things happening. The the uh, softball team is is having a really really good year. Uh, they have. Uh, the number one player in the state in Savia Morgan, uh, number three or number four player in the nation. Uh, and, and as a junior, she has already committed to the University of Tennessee to go play softball uh, for them uh, on their nationally ranked program. Uh, that she is an amazing player. Uh, it, is, it is really interesting to see what she is able to do on the, on the softball field. But she also has a, a pretty good team around her as well. And, um, you know, good team speed. They play well. Coach McDonald's done a really, really good job of turning this program. I think they've kind of reached – you know, turned a corner and they're starting to climb really well. Uh, in talking with him last week, uh, I believe this is the first uh, true winning season, the first winning season they've had in, you know, 15 to 20 years. So, you know, they've made a and, big turn and they've made it pretty quickly. And as, and,
1: and as they advance – we, we will follow We he, We here at WKOM WKRM WKRM uh, will be following them with the game tonight being on at 5 o'clock, 101.7, this signal, and remaining games being carried on 103.7 Seven. FM as, and, as thir- and 1340 AM.
2: Yeah, through the tournament. yes
1: um, Well, that's good news, and that's exciting, and that's, uh, that's this station committing itself to carrying uh, local, regional, high school and and really not high school sports we're carrying we're carrying yeah. little league man i mean come on
2: yeah that was that was started it. uh and i say this is i think this this year is our fourth year that was started actually uh, during uh if i remember right we started doing it during the pandemic when you know they decided the, the the city and the league decided to go ahead and play their games but there weren't they you know they they weren't allowing people into the bleachers and stuff like that to watch them so we came up with this uh you know this ability to you know broadcast the games for them uh, plus there wasn't a whole lot else going on at the time well and it well, ended up being really a good thing we got a lot of great feedback from it and the you know the kids got excited about the parents got excited the grandparents got excited and uh, we said well man you know this is something we we need to keep on going so now that everybody's still playing again we still want to come back and do the little league there guys. you go
1: uh and a great segue into major league baseball that we touched a little bit on yesterday and then got sidetracked onto something else. I can't remember what it was. But anyway, let's go back over that. In the American League, uh, just a little over a month into Major League Baseball season, I, I would say, when you say yeah, about a month and a week, yeah. something like that, and they've already played 32 games. Isn't that kind of crazy right. that no, Baseball, 32?
2: once they start playing, they play. Right, <laughs> right. Just uh, about every day, if not every other And day.
1: the Tampa Bay Rays in the American League East, started out 13-0. and I mean, that's, that's hard to believe. Their record is now 26-6, and six, and they have a four-and-a-half four game lead over the Baltimore Orioles. While sitting at the bottom of that division are the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees. Uh, probably, two, probably two of the highest-paid <laughs> uh, payroll teams uh, in Major League <laughs> Baseball. Now, in the Central Division of the American League, Minnesota has a three-and-a-half game lead over the Cleveland Guardians – uh, and, uh, in the West, the Texas Rangers have a one game lead over the Los Angeles angels, uh, followed by Houston, Seattle, and then Oakland A's at the bottom, which will soon be the Las Vegas
2: A's. It's kind of crazy. Vegas seems to be getting a lot of teams. They do.
1: Uh, and, and you know, something else about Vegas, a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lister celebrities. Have made their have made a move to Vegas mm-hmm. from from Hollywood, Los Angeles, mm-hmm. you know. So we'll just have to pay attention to that. But yes, um Las Vegas is getting the A's. Um They've already got the Raiders, they got the, the Raiders.
2: Uh they've got a hockey team.
1: And so and, it's uh, it's yeah, it, it's it's interesting. It's a growing, it's a
2: growing sports area. Uh, of course, obviously, with the with the gambling uh, and, and stuff that goes on around all that, then they're they're sure. very well equipped to handle. it. Yeah,
1: and the glitz and the glamour I mean, and all the you know, I mean, it's it's kind of built for 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 professional sports. I think Las Vegas yeah. is. Um, now in the National League, the Atlanta Braves are twenty two and ten, and they have a six game lead on Miami. <laughs> On the Marlins already?
2: The problem, the problem with that is that Atlanta has this bad habit of, you know, the other shoes got to fall sooner or later. Yeah. A- as hot as they are, they'll go that cold. That, absolutely. And then, you know, the trick is whether or not they'll reverse that, you know, that valley and come back out of it and be climbing towards the end of the season when they need to be. Now, uh, in, that, in that same division in that National League
1: East uh, are the Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah. Um, and they have superstar Bryce Harper, who's just returning just under six months after having Tommy John's surgery. And, Coach, are you familiar with that surgery at all? Is that, isn't it about it's, removing a tendon or replacing It's a t-
2: replacing a tendon. Uh, they, I think they have to take it in, in, in their throwing arm. In their throwing arm, that basically is the major connector, I think, the major connector with your elbow. Um, it used to be very, very delicate. It used to be very, you know. Now with, with modern medical technology, uh, it's become a. It's still a major procedure. Okay. But but players are 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 uh, getting through it very very well and coming back and able to have good solid careers afterwards. Used to oh. used to it, was, it used to be like the ACL in football, you know. You, you back in the '60s and early '70s, you got an ACL football, you were done. You were pretty well done, and now players come back, repairable and fixable, and, and, and come back from it, and, and and sometimes even get better. Okay.
1: Well, Mr. Bryce Harper uh, came back, and uh, he went 0 for 4 um, last Tuesday uh, with three strikeouts. So he's going to have to get back in the groove, so to speak. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake with Coach Mike, and uh, we're coming back for our third and final segment in about three minutes. Hang with us.
0: This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.
1: Okay, welcome back in to. The Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake, joined by Coach Mike, here in the WKOM 101.7 studios, located on beautiful West Seventh Street in downtown Columbia, Tennessee. And we certainly appreciate you all listening. And I just want to finish up uh, a little over a month, uh, a month and a weekend to Major League Baseball. Some around 30 games have been played. Have been played. Um, and to finish up in the National League Central Division, the Pittsburgh Pirates are on top by one and a half games over the Milwaukee Brewers. And uh, you know, what I like about Milwaukee, didn't it? Don't they have the the mascot that slides down the so. slide into a gla- I don't know if he's
2: still gla- doing it. I know a glass he used of to of beers. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty neat on like yeah, a home they, run yeah, or I something like that. I like that. I like that. Just a reminder, a program reminder. We uh, on 103.7, uh, our sister station over here, we are carrying all of the Atlanta Braves games. Okay. As long as they don't uh, conflict with our local sports games,
1: now, and we're not gonna we're not gonna That's fill it. anybody. One hundred three point seven is not as strong and a as strong a signal as one hundred one point seven. Right, so a you're gonna have smaller. to be you're gonna have to be a little closer to our our tower and in the Columbia area
2: unless you get to them
1: pick online that up. Now, I I have picked this signal up close to Murfreesboro. Mm-hmm. I have picked it up in downtown. Uh, in just south of downtown Nashville. Right. So we know that this signal will reach on up into Williamson County and Davidson County as far going north and as far south as into Giles and Lawrence County, just depending on the weather, where you are, and and so forth. So, but to get the Braves broadcast, you're probably going to be a little
2: closer Do that. Our, or to or get, it online. Or get know, it online. Again, if you go online to Front Porch Radio, okay, uh, TN, okay SportsradioTN.com, and then again you can uh, look for the live there you uh, go. live feed on Atlanta Braves baseball <laughs> we do you know uh, we have their schedules here at the station of course obviously you can get them online as well but uh, as, as long as it doesn't conflict with our local sports programming it's on uh, then it's on okay and uh, so there you go uh, every you know, in, you know just recently they had a couple of games that got rained out on Saturday and Sunday they ended up playing 11 o'clock um they ended up playing a doubleheader starting at eleven o'clock on Monday. We we uh, rescheduled a lot of stuff and got that game in. There you go. The Dodgers are
1: leading in the Western Division, west West Division of the Major League Baseball, uh, and they are a game and a half up in that division over the Arizona Diamondbacks right now. So that covers Major League Baseball news. Um, like I said at the beginning of the broadcast, the Kentucky Derby is Saturday, and it will be run uh, roughly about a little bit before six o'clock on Saturday
2: evening. Yeah, why, why do they have the the five fifty seven post time? You know what? What's it's the? Just, I I don't know. Like, you know, sometimes you'll go. could they wait three more minutes and just go at six? I I, I, I
1: don't know why they do that. <laughs> um, but some tragic news has come out of Churchill Downs. Four horses have died. After running at Churchill down since this past Thursday, um, as as you know, they're preparing for the Kentucky Derby. The Louisville Courier Journal reported Wednesday that three horses died in two days of spring racing.
2: Um, Did I understand the reports right that they were kind of uh, all of them were under the care of a certain uh, trainer? Okay, I'm so getting to that, I'm sorry.
1: Yes, but you you are correct. You are correct, sir. Um, Okay. Parents' pride collapsed and died after racing Saturday. Chasey Nardi died under similar circumstances after racing Tuesday. Both were owned by the same owner, Ken Ramsey, trained by Safi Joseph Jr. and ridden by the same jockey, Luis Saez. Uh, The Courier-Journal reports that Mark Partridge, who manages Ramsey Farms, confirmed their deaths. Um, Take Charge Brianna was euthanized Saturday after sustaining what Daily Racing Form reports was a catastrophic injury during competition, which will happen in horse racing. Um, a fourth horse, Wild on Ice, was euthanized Thursday, uh, being yesterday, after breaking its hind leg during a training. Uh, his jockey, Ken Tohill, pulled him up while he was galloping on the back stretch, and he was preparing for a run in the Derby, wild on ice. Um, and Churchill's Down, Churchill Downs Racing Organization released a statement saying, while a series of events like this is highly unusual, it is completely unacceptable. We take this very seriously and acknowledge that these troubling incidents are alarming and must be addressed. Um, the deaths of the horses trained by Joseph don't appear to be injury-related. The causes are still pending uh, autopsies on the horses. The courier, <clears throat> Joseph told the Courier-Journal that blood work and labs came back normal for both horses and their team is testing the horse's feed and supplements for irregularities. So he's act- So he acts like, but I mean – Two horses yeah. under the same care of the owned by the same mm. owner, trained by the same trainer.
2: Something it's just, stinks. It's Something just, just so odd. Yeah. And
1: you know, Bob Baffert got into the uh, who's probably the king of trainers uh, at that time. Uh, got in got in some got in some heat about some supplements he was supposed mm-hmm. ointments. He was rubbing on horses' legs and and so forth. And they were coming up dirty as far as Churchill Downs and is was barred from running horses and participating in races for two years at Churchill Downs. And this is this'll be the last Kentucky Derby he's barred from. He'll be able to participate next year. But um, you know, it's just something a beautiful a sport as 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 the sport of kings is horse racing is it's it's one it's of the just, it's just so hard and and so disheartening because horses are such beautiful animals
2: yeah and, and it's it's such a simple sport that's the that's the other thing right. it's just you know you, you get somebody on on the back of a horse right. and you see how fast they go well my, there, my, there's no you know no cutting in and out of this and that and and, and you know Offense, defense, whatever. Yeah, I'm sure there's some strategies I, involved. My father,
1: but, uh, uh, God, God bless him, who's no longer with us. One, of, it was the huge, biggest thoroughbred horse racing fan I know. I asked him why he loved it so much and why he paid such great attention. He said because horses, unlike humans. They are born. thoroughbreds are born athletes, and all they want is Just a bucket of oats and, to, and and to be loved and to be washed down when they get through running. And let me run. They don't want a dollar. Yeah. Okay, you all think about that. This has been the Frontport Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake, and for Coach Mike, you all have a great weekend. Enjoy the Derby, and don't forget about our sports broadcasting of tonight's Lady Lions softball at five o'clock. And we'll talk to you again Monday four o'clock. See ya.